This is Opposite Attractions. This week's challenge, let's get gritty. Welcome to Opposite Attractions, ladies and gentlemen, the show about theme park design that is technically possible, and I am your host, Scotty Moore, joined as this one's so dumb, Jim Jim and Joe's come out to socialize, it's Jim Murphy. <laughs> uh, Jim, maybe you too, I guess, I don't know. Jim Jenning <laughs> I hate it so much. That's called improv, baby. That's called I just came up with that ten seconds ago. Oh, yes, and so Jim, you you told me you want to complain about something, and that's I just I don't know. I'm kind of excited about Epcot Forever because I know you like Illuminations, and I know a lot of people like Illuminations. I Did you fucking, not watch it. I hate Illuminations. I do not like it. Any show that at the end was like, that was made by Siemens. And I'm like, no, I don't want that. Did you not watch Epcot forever? No, I've yet to watch Epcot forever. I'm going to wait until I go to Epcot and watch it live. As I did with that weird uh, animal one with the flowers, what made me cry that one time. (laughs) So I I think I I figured out that I've probably... like, Illuminations is the thing I've probably seen the most times. Well, yeah, because you worked there. Because, I, yeah, like, but I had to see it, like, every night. So even, like, because I've probably done Spaceship Earth, like, around 50, probably. Yeah. And Figment, probably between 40 and 50, sadly. Yeah. I'm not proud of that. Hey, don't talk um, shit about my boy. It's my boy. And when they say that, hey, we're going to make a... a a nighttime show that's like old Epcot music. Yeah. It's like, that's awesome. I like that. And they put in some nice little, like, things that I wasn't expecting. Like, Listen to the Land was in there for, like, eight seconds. And uh, although, so, besides the ending, which I'll get to, um, putting in the, like, this, like, these child, like, it's like a kid's voice doing, like, voiceover stuff. Oh, God. What, like, voiceovers. Prin- like the Princess Bride? What? <laughs> One of the voiceovers was, um, like, it was taken from, like, the end of Spaceship Earth. Like, we're not just showing you, like, the future. We're showing you your future. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whatever that line is. And I was just like, oh, God, please, no. Did they use drones? That's all I need to know. Um, They used, they had kites, but I think they were being towed by, like, motorboat-style things. I don't think they were, like, electronically controlled. So wait, hold on. So Universal has straight up beaten them to the punch with drones. Because have you seen the end of the uh, Harry Potter nighttime well, show over the castle? Um, Disney because- had drones at Christmas like two or three years ago at Disney Springs. Well, did they have and- a bunch of moving drones that formed Harry's Patronus in the middle of the sky <laughs> in a very creepy <laughs> scene? <laughs> I think they formed, like, Christmas trees and stuff. And if one was, like, broken, it would be, like, 60 feet to the left, but doing the same movements as all the other ones. <laughs> um, 
I think the next Epcot show, the the one that's replacing this one in a year, will have drones. I think they're like preparing for that. Yeah, yeah. But uh, so they go through like uh, nine minutes or so of like, here's tomorrow's child, and here's like. Uh, and they even had like the tapestry of dreams, like music in there, and and then all of a sudden, it just goes into Aladdin music. What? <laughs> Wait, what? They they basically do a, a song or some kind of bit that ends with the words like uh, like a whole new world. Yeah, and then they're like, "Well, this is an easy segue," and then they just drop the random Aladdin music in, and and just like all of the goodwill they had for the first like nine minutes of the show, every Epcot fan was just like, "Really, really, you bastards!" What? What? Like, what? Like, could, like it would have been more appropriate to use like the ch- like the chain by. Fleetwood Mac or something. Yeah. Guardians of the Galaxy. You just throw that in there. Like at least that's a thing at Epcot. Like I know. Yeah. You like halfway the princess. Halfway through and, Epcot forever is just hey hey what's the matter with you today? And then there's a giant. There's a bunch of drones that look like Star Lord dancing in the sky. <laughs> I know you can meet like Jasmine in a Morocco, but that's like a weird thing to hang your to hang your nighttime show on. Yeah, I met Max Goof at Epcot once. I would I'd still think it would be inappropriate if it was just like stand out above the crowd. <laughs> if it if the Earth Globe opened up and there was like a like a slightly overweight woman in like a. <laughs> Oh, yeah, yeah. The fucking centerpiece of the whole thing is a giant globe, and then it rises up, and everyone's like, what's in the globe? Is it going to be the fucking fire, or what is it? And then it's just a fucking big dog. It's goofy. It's Goofy getting struck by lightning. It's Goofy in a big dog's shirt. <laughs> He's like, yeah. It was very sad. Uh, I did also learn, apparently, that at the end of Fantasmic, they, all the characters, like, because they have the big barge, like the the Steamboat Willie with all the characters on it, mm-hmm. and one of the characters is the Little Mermaid, but she doesn't really have feet, so they Uh-oh. can't get her off the barge. So they have to cover her with a firework proof blanket and just leave her on the boat while they oh. shoot off all the finale fireworks. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just like good luck. You just stay here now. Now I will say, I know you're sad that all the illuminations is gone, but in its stead, I want to produce my own. I know you have your own podcast with a, in a podcast called Pass Fast. Well, I want to propose my own, which is called Intoxications, <laughs> Repulsions <Okay>. of Puke, <laughs> Repulsions of Puke, and it's essentially it was inspired by last week where we went down the LSD rabbit hole and just. If we've got any fans out there who got really intoxicated at Disney and want to share stories, or basically any time things got real fucked up at Disney World for you, send in the story and you might make it into intoxications. But right now I'm on the Today I Fucked Up subreddit. Today I Fucked Up by drinking around the world and getting banned from Disney World. To, cele- to celebrate the end of the semester, my friends and I went and stayed at Disney World in Orlando. We planned to stay at a Disney resort for four days. On the night of the second day before we went to Epcot, my brother texted me that you can try all the different beers, commonly known as the Drinking Around the World Challenge. 
We know. I'm not really a beer person, but he convinced me that there might be something that I'll like. I have no plans to go again anytime soon, and drinking 11 different types of beer in one day sounds like a good drinking challenge. So I thought, <laughs> why not? There are several reasons why not. <laughs> <laughs> I knew to start at Mexico. Mexico. <laughs> okay. I always start in Canada, but you two can be wrong. Prepared two bottles. No, I'm saying that is one of the bad things. That's one of the bad things. Mexico. Oh. oh yeah, yeah. Prepared two bottles of water and two peanut butter sandwiches to eat and drink during the challenge. Jesus Christ, this was not nearly <laughs> what's, enough. What's that thing? That thing that's like beer before liquor. It's like Mexico before Canada. Like just... no, <laughs> I thought you were about to be like peanut butter before beer. You're in the clear. <laughs> <laughs> Because my friends make bet, because my friends make better decisions than I do. They didn't participate. I was going to be on my own. This is a big error. The day of reckoning comes. After some sightseeing, shopping, <laughs> a couple of rides, and a few pickers, pictures, we went to Mexico. Beer number one. Thankfully, my friends wait for me to get it before inevitably leaving me behind. <laughs> and then I, by the time I got my second one in Norway. This one was my first fuck-up, drinking by myself. My friends even told me after things settled later that they expected something like this to happen. Back to the beer. I didn't like the Mexican one. It was feeling, I was feeling all right, but it was only one. Beer number two from Norway, white ale, tastes a little better, but nah, I didn't like it. Beer number three from China, foo beer. I think I like this one the least. Starting to feel a bit of a buzz. Beer number four from Germany was my favorite. Grapefruit beer, I think. Um, go to beer six in the USA, and for some godforsaken reason, I got a beer flight. Uh, go fast forward all the way to beer number 11 at Canada. And I just wanted to get this over with. So I chugged the bitch. Every beer I purchased, I drank in full. This is 11 beers in the time span of four to five hours. It's more like 15. (laughs) (laughs) Why would you drink them in full? I don't think the point of drinking around the world is like, I'm going to drink 200 ounces of alcohol. Jim, (laughs) I got bad news for you, buddy. That's what happens. Uh, I was drunk as shit, but still conscious. I drank water as much as I could and asked countless cast members directions to the bathroom when I had to piss. Well, I thought I was done. I could hang out with my friends again, watch the Epcot show that night, and everything would be fine. Things were not fine. At around six, I was tired from all the walking and felt like sleeping, so I lied down on a ledge on the side away from people, drank some more water, and then rested for what felt like five minutes. I wake up, and Disney security is walking over to me. They ask me questions like, are you okay? What have you been doing? Etc. I look at my phone and it is almost 7 o'clock. I almost slept for an hour there. Uh, did I do something? I've literally just been sleeping here, right? As I'm talking to them, I see my friends in the distance try to walk up to me and the security team stops them and told them cast members only and that they needed to stay away. <laughs> They could not even be near the area I was in like I'm carrying the plague. Finally, they tell me that they got complaints from a family and a cast member. Max Goof. Yeah. (laughs) What did I do? We got a report from a family that you pissed yourself here. And another report from a cast... (laughs) And then another report from a cast member that he went up to you to talk... And then you took out your penis and urinated in front of him. What? He saw your penis. 
They then took me backstage. <laughs> took a turn. They took me backstage, shoved me in a wheelchair, and walked me a good distance away from me to discuss what they were going to do. I'm freaking out in my head. Did I really do that? I don't remember. I was just lying down. Did I piss myself? My bands feel damp, but it's hot out here. I thought it was sweat. I don't smell like piss. I sure as hell don't remember whipping my dick out. I was as respectful <laughs> as I could possibly be. I pleaded that I honestly didn't remember anything and that I was just resting. It did not matter. The police came. And then the head of security read to me on a sheet of paper that I was no longer allowed on any Disney property. And if I am found trespassing again, I would be charged. Fuck. <laughs> They got me a taxi to go back to the resort to get my stuff and go out wherever I want. They didn't care that I did not have a place to stay. They wanted me the fuck out of Disney World. I was escorted by security both ways like a felon. And my friends even told me there was security around the area the next day to make sure I wasn't there. And if I was, they would be charged with trespassing as well. The taxi guy was nice, and they found me a cheap place to stay for two nights, but this was my rock bottom. The shitty drinks cost $109 in total. The two nights cost me another 160. I'm forever banned at Disney and I have the shame hung over my head for the rest of my life. I also feel I lost some respect from my friends as well. <laughs> Holy shit! That got better and better and better as I read it. Oh. I do feel his pain, though, because I did have that one time I yelled at a cast... Actually, not a cast member, a scare actor at Halloween Horror Nights while drunk, and then someone came up to me and it was like, they feel like you're bothering them. And I'm like, I was calmly talking to her about the fact that she needs to get bit by these vampires or else things <laughs> are going to go south really quick. But, uh, Jim, this is not a podcast about drunk Disney. This is not a podcast I mean about... Epcot forever. I, I still, I'm still, I mean, I guess because I don't drink like hardly ever, I don't understand the point of like drinking an entire beer at every place. Like, I don't go and go, I'm an eater on the world and then just eat a full meal in every country. I mean, with, I guess I don't really get it either because I don't, I've never, I don't, and I feel like I'm outing myself to all my drinking fans here. I don't really <laughs> drink all the way around the world. I'll be like, Mexico, you, I'm a, you know, the, yeah, I know the, the, the dangers. I know the spots. I'm like, I pick my spot. I go here. I go here. I go here. I know you go to fucking England first because if you drink scotch last, <laughs> you will die. Um, so yeah, I've learned. This poor child did not learn. But as I was saying, this is not a Disney drinking podcast. It's a podcast where we build our own theme park. And this season, Jim. We are in the epic universe, the most dangerous theme park known to man. Where you could piss everywhere you want at epic universe. <laughs> okay. My ride this week is the piss wagon. You just piss everywhere. <laughs> no, I it's gave like you Frontierland, but wet. Yeah, I no no no. It's like that one part in um, where it's just got that brown strat like going down America, the brown that track. Frontierland, yes. Is that considered Frontierland? I thought that was a completely yes, that, that different Frontierland, but wet. Yes. Yes, that is the shit shit sidewalk. That's real at Epic Universe. It might be in Liberty Square too. I, mean, I think it's in Liberty Square. Yeah, I think it's both. <laughs> But enough about the shit, <laughs> the shit walk <laughs> of Disney World. Let's discuss my theme park, my prompt that I gave you. And it, 
Jim, it kind of evolved as I was giving it to you last week, but eventually <laughs> it came down to, I want to ride in this theme park that is a gritty, serious, real reboot of a traditional theme park ride. So you could either do what we did last season and pick a specific ride or just do any, like, this is going to be my gritty, real fucking wild mouse <laughs> that I'm about to do. My very serious Dumbo. Yes, exactly. But, uh, so my idea, Jim, is I wanted to keep the ride itself and all of the mechanics of it the same. That way, all we have to do is kind of take out set pieces and put in new set pieces and everything okay. will still work exactly the oh, same. I hope, you, I hope you did not go the same direction I did. I'm scared. But uh, as you walk in and as you go through the queue, you kind of see like these these newspapers plastered everywhere, and these they're these classic like 1930s, 1940s newspapers. And through reading them, you get the story of of this ride, and the story is essentially you are dropped into a this desolate war zone in like the 1940s and there's this evil we could call him a dictator who is uh <laughs> removing people from their homes taking illegal aliens out of their homes and basically forcing them into these camps to work as slaves for him and uh, I know what you're thinking, 1940s camps. It's not that guy. It's a completely different guy named Adolf von Zerg. And Zerg is here. <laughs> Zerg, Zerg is the one, and he's taking all of these illegal aliens out of their homes. And as you go through, you see, like, these horrifying scenes of, like, baby aliens being separated by mama aliens and all of that and then you turn a <laughs> in the chat uh gazi says i worry about you sometimes <laughs> but when you turn the corner you then see the giant animatronic of the sarge the big sarge buzz and it's not traditional buzz lightyear instead he's got a kind of he's got a thick mustache he's got buzzed hair and he's got a military uniform on but like that of a captain <laughs> so it's got like the tan to it and you know before before that before buzz lightyear space ranger spin usually he's just like all right, soldiers, everyone get in there. Zerg is doing this, and he's a bad, bad man. I've written him a bit of a different script for uh, for this <laughs> ride. And uh, it goes a little something like this. Hit it. <clears throat> Gentlemen, in just a few hours, we are going to be dropped into a war zone, dressed in civilian clothes, and when we arrive, we've got one job and one job only. Killing grubs. And I don't know about y'all, but I didn't come from the foothills of, by God, Gatlinburg, Tennessee, to try to teach a grub lesson in humanity. Grub ain't got no humanity. They're the foot soldiers of a mass-murdering, little green man-hating maniac, and they need to be destroyed. That's why each and every grub we see out there, we're gonna kill him. And then that, that, that's, 
Thank you. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen. That's when you pass through and get into the vehicle now looks like a tank. And you're in the tank. And as you go through, all the entire ride now looks like a Dunkirk or Inglorious Bastards violent scene. Every The thing that bugs me, and this is not a joke, the thing that bugs me about Space Ranger Spin is the fact that there's, other than a few scenes, there's no recognition from what you're shooting if you've shot them or not. There's nothing to knock them <laughs> down or anything like that. Every single time. Every single target in this one explodes in a sea of blood and makes sure you know you've taken them out. And you know, the area I'm sure you were just thinking of where you do get to see. Like when you shoot the batteries and the batteries knock down, that's the scalping area for us, and that's where you go through and there are aliens lined up, and you scalp each and every one of them because you're going to need a hundred scalps to bring back to Lieutenant Buzz by the end of the day, or else you're out of the army. And, of course, the final scene uh, is now in a movie theater because it's just going to be all Inglorious Bastards at this point. And, like, you're shooting up at uh, Zerg to try to explode his box. And eventually you do see it, like, explode and fall to the ground as, like, blood (laughs) pours around you in the gritty (laughs) reboot of this. And then there's a bunch of, like, LJMs just like, yay! Or LGMs like, yay, we did it! You killed them all! And then there was, like, the one who (laughs) the one LGM who was actually turned... It was like a dick through the whole thing. That that final scene, you see Buzz leaned over him, leaned over a grub, and he carves the grub symbol into his forehead. <laughs> I originally had a scene where Buzz like got shot and then delivered like a full-on Independence Day speech. It was just like, look, I may be dead, but you go on. We will fight them in the fields. We will fight them by the oceans. Today is our Independence Day. Oh, coming soon from Pixar. Oy vey story. (laughs) An oy story is what you're looking for, I believe. But yeah, I think as you go through, I was also going to include, like, through those newspapers, you find out that Zerg killed Woody, and that's another reason (laughs) Buzz hates him so much. But as you, like, go through the ride, you see other old Toy Story characters come back, but they're basically all of the different members of the militia from Inglorious Bastards. So there's... So if if he kills Woody, does that mean one of the Green Army men is played by Matt Damon? Yeah! Yes, and also there's the scene from Inglorious Bastards, which is the only war movie I genuinely love, where you stop in a room and you you're in front of the bear Jew, and you just hear tink, tink, tink as it slowly moves forward and it's fucking Bo Peep with her cane, and then she just oh, starts I ripping it would be like Lotso or something. No, dude, it's got to be Bo Peep. It's Bo Peep, and she just like whips a dude's head off with it. So that's my gritty reboot of Buzz Lightyear Space Ranger Spin, directed by Quentin Tarantino. Is, is this guy in it? Let me just, is this guy in it anywhere? Does he pop up anywhere? <laughs> yeah. 
That was a joke for the vis- visual <laughs> listeners. The uh, audio listeners have no idea what Jim just did. It was it was uh, Chuckles the Clown, I think was his, that, that clown's name. Yeah. So what did you bring to the table? What he did, did you prepare a monologue, comedic I, and serious? Yeah, um, uh, <laughs> I didn't really go in a serious direction. You just got gritty. Um, uh, yes. You uh, put NHL, you put famed NHL mascot gritty <laughs> in ride. I replaced the country bears all with gritty, all of them. I'd fucking go see it then. <laughs> I'll tell you that right now. <laughs> Just go watch Gritty for an hour and get down with other mini Gritties? Are you kidding me, baby? Come on. Uh, no, I. my idea is that um, the queue for this attraction, uh, instead of being what it is now, it would be like a bus station. I don't want to compare this to... Uh, I, it is not Fast and Furious Supercharged. That is already dark and gritty enough. Okay. Uh, you go through the queue and you come upon a line of, uh, let's say, taxi cab looking vehicles, but they're meant for, you know, like 20 people to sit in them. Yeah. <clears throat> because this, uh, uh, you, you get in and the taxi cab driver's kind of sitting there and he welcomes you aboard the concrete jungle cruise. Okay. Please tell me some Axl Rose fucking. <laughs> Not not that exactly. Uh, it it definitely is exactly the Jungle Cruise, but it does take place in and around New York City. Okay, by a taxi cab driver. Um, so he does start off by telling you that he is the, your taxi cab driver for your kind of trip through New York. He does turn a meter on. It does run during the ride. Okay. Uh, uh, does it? Good luck with that. Is it going to be a uh, a legit like Jungle Cruise where it's a real guy, or is it going to be a fake yes, guy? It okay. is absolutely a real a real cab driver. Because if it was an um, animatronic, I was going to nominate Tony <laughs> Shaloub to be the cab driver. Uh, let's see. Uh, the first thing you do is when when you leave kind of the bus station, he is kind of like harassing you in the cab. Like, yeah. We're gonna be we're gonna be a while. Meters running. We got to get going. Yeah. Uh, the first thing you do pass is a, uh, a hot dog salesman. His uh, his hot dogs are uh, quite long, anywhere between twelve inches and a foot long. Okay. <laughs> uh, oh, I'm about to this, sit this, down. I'm so excited. You've got your yeah. whole script ready. I, I went through every scene of the Jungle Cruise and tried to figure out like ways to build it in. Uh, instead of Inspiration Falls, you would pass by kind of a scene of. Uh, Wall Street, where just basically the tax driver's like, this inspires me to get as far away from this street as possible. That's good. Um, uh, he, he does tell you that there is a welcoming party waiting for you at some club up the street, but uh, in fact, there's like a parade or some sort of protest and you are diverted. Oh, like that's good. I like- so like your your your, uh, your welcoming party's gone. Um, he tells you that he's going to swing by his apartment and uh, it's uh, instead, and he finds it being fumigated. Mm-hmm. And uh, this is where I would actually put like the like kind of jungle cruise type animals like coming out of the building. Oh, that's good. Like maybe maybe I would have something in the queue that was like a news story of of like an exotic like some guy been like smuggling exotic pets. Yeah. And there was a problem, so I could put that in there. Um, the uh, the African felt I would replace with uh, Times Square. Okay. 
And instead of uh, like a bunch of lines eating a, a dead zebra, it would be a bunch of people dressed in really shitty cosplay mugging tourists. <laughs> Fuck. Okay. Uh, I want shitty, the like, shitty Elmo who's covered in snow <laughs> just fucking wailing on a dude. And there would be a McDonald's in the background or a yeah, Starbucks. Yeah. Um, uh, you would then um, go th- go past. Uh, let's see. The uh, you would you would go down like an alley and you would find a bunch of tourists stuck up a fire escape by a bunch of hobos that are like begging them for money. Knife hobos, yeah, murder hobos, yes. my favorite kind. Um, but then you would you would go down to like he'd be like, oh, he's like, there's hobos, like like not to worry about them. They're not there's not that many. Like people get confused, and then he would turn around, he would like turn back to the street, and he would see just like a massive wall of of hobos with signs, and he would be like, oh crap, I'm gonna hit them, and he would whip the wheel to the right. That's basically like your waterfall right there. Yeah. Um, he would, as he turned the way, he would say that uh, you were coming essentially up on uh, Central Park, but you would find a crashed, uh, like the back half of a tour bus sticking out of the grass. And it would, he would say that that was his job before he became a taxi cab driver was that he was uh, the roadie for, or he was a tour bus driver for Motley Crue. Okay. So that's their that's their tour bus. They're all dead. I'm sorry. I'm uh, um, I'm, s- I'm slowly realizing that we could also take this same gimmick and update Jimmy Fallon's race through New York, but instead of Jimmy <laughs> Fa- instead of Jimmy Fallon, have Stefan from SNL, and he's just walking around. <laughs> this club has everything: birds, whales. <laughs> it's um, got the, the Jungle Central Book Park scene. The Central Park scene would have uh, instead of like the the pygmies like attacking your like the headhunter type attacking the boat it would be just that you accidentally stumbled into the middle of like a paintball battle and there would be paintball yeah paintballs like whizzing over your head and past your head that's Um, good uh coming out of that he would say like look i guess we don't got to deal with any more like any more any more balls like coming toward us and then you would see the the backside of the hobo scene and you would realize they're all naked (laughs) that's what i was hoping yes that that is the backside of hobos yeah, um, that you can only see in New York City. Um, the uh, the next scene up after that would be definitely going past uh, down Broadway, and like scalpers would be trying to like offer you tickets into yeah, your cab. That's good. And then you would uh, instead of the temple, uh, because I needed like some kind of a tunnel thing. It is just going to be the Lincoln Tunnel, but it wouldn't look exactly like the Jungle Cruise sort of in that it would be full of like spiders and monkeys and uh, tigers and such, and just nobody would talk about it. Yeah. Um, you come out and you come out sadly in Hoboken, New Jersey and (laughs) that uh, Jersey Dan's uh, hometown probably Um, oh he's gotta be there he's gotta be there waving you in (laughs) essentially instead of doing the the elephant bathing pool it would just be like the Jersey Shore yeah and instead of like, don't worry, they're wearing it's where he's wearing it just trunks or whatever. It would just be, don't worry, they're wearing their tans. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There would then be like a sort of like detour back to like a miniature sort of set piece of like the Lincoln Tunnel coming back for, for, through the uh, the Holland Tunnel coming yeah, back yeah. into New York City. Maybe I got them mixed up. I don't know. Uh, and you would come to the uh, the head salesman of New York City, Donald Trump. Oh God. Who who would be dressed exactly like the hobos with a sign in front? Are of you sure we couldn't do a sex worker instead? Because she would be the head salesman 
of New York. I mean, York. she can be with him. That's fine. I mean. No, Donald Trump and the head salesman in New York. And then that's what you would see. I like that more. So, uh, Jim, then, never say I did. Uh, you do end up back at the bus station again. And he uh, they tell you that the charge is about $1,800 a person and to pay on your way out. Yeah. So, Jim, I'd never say I never did anything good for you because I just gave you six minutes to make shitty jokes on this podcast. <laughs> no, I would fuck with this, though. I'd fuck with Concrete Jungle Cruise. I'm down. I might make that a shirt. That just might be on the fucking merch site soon enough. Merch That's why I'm wearing my Jungle Cruise shirt today. You could mm. just steal this. Yeah, just steal that and then put Concrete and Axl Rose on it, and that's all you really need to do. <laughs> Shit, that would be good. Axl Rose dressed in the skipper's uniform and underneath it says, Welcome to the Jungle Cruise. <laughs> but, uh, Jim, we've done it. We've made two, maybe three if you count the Stefan ride. Uh, new rides for the theme park. But now i got to ask you, what are we doing next week? Well, um, since Universal's uh, Epic Universe is going to have an entire section devoted to Nintendo... Mm-hmm. I do think that we should have. I mean, I know you did the like drunk Mario Kart, but I, I want to have like an official like video game sponsored attraction. Okay, that is that is very that is apparently very dangerous. Um, it's Sim City. Maybe, maybe not Stanley's Parable. Maybe not that. Someone's consistently building the ride at Sim City. They're just constantly moving <laughs> back and forth. That's the ride. Roller, that I, uh, roller coaster tycoon. Yeah. Um, <laughs> That's so, cheating. You can't use roller coaster that, tycoon. That that thirty eight year roller coaster that that guy built. Yeah, but uh, Jim, until then, until I make Ratchet and Clank's roller coaster adventure, <laughs> where can people find you on the internet? Uh, if you enjoyed the Concrete Jungle Cruise, you can find me on Twitter at Apparently Smart. Um, and if you didn't, you can find me at Real Donald Trump. And you can find me at Scotty Mo S C O T T Y E M O. Buy all my books on Amazon and go to a load of pure BS.com and check out all the other BS network programs, including the brand new show, Me Again. It should be up there soon. I had to kind of delay release because. I record it in my car, and I realize there's a lot of fucking sounds, and I've had to edit quite a bit. So that's been really fun. But of course, until next time, ladies and gentlemen, remember to check out the show at opposite-attractions.com and to find Jim and me on Twitter at op at show. That is spelled O-P-P-A-T-T-S-H-O-W-R-U down with O-P-P. Peace.